Hey beautiful people, my name is Aura Lua and welcome to A Million Questions About Life and Human Behaviour. Essentially this space is where I get to be vulnerable and honest with myself and share with you my personal journey to realising my purest potential on earth and in doing so I'm hoping that while I share my experiences, it sparks curiosity and inspired action within you to create the life that I believe your evolved self already knows is absolutely possible. Okay, first of all, I want to wish you a happy new month because I'm aware that at the time this goes out, we will be in April. I believe this will go out on the 3rd of April. So happy new month. Yay. Then secondly, I want us to do our check-in. Um, how am I feeling right now? I feel focused. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Um, I want you to just observe. So not about changing. It's literally just the, okay, right now I feel focused. Right. That's it. Literally just an observation. Um, I've also got my oil burner going. Um, I thought to put lemongrass today, but honestly this this teacher in lavender just seems to have me in a chokehold like I can't stop using the teacher in lavender mix so yes I've got my tea tree and lavender going in the background did my morning meditation today so I feel like I am set up and good to go uh which is interesting because actually today's topic is are you your own enemy of progress? Um, and the reason I say it's interesting is because I've I feel like I've just mentioned really nice things I've done for myself today. But the reason I'm I'm posing this question to you is because guess what? I've been asking myself the same question recently. Um, as you may know, if you're if you if you've listened to my other episodes, you may know that um I am currently on a journey and if you haven't heard this before then welcome to my channel and essentially I can let you in on what's happening. Um, so I had the realisation uh, just over a month ago that literally I was done <laughs> with the way my life was going and I know deep down within me that my life can be effortless, it can be fun, it can be abundant. Um, if I literally just let my authentic divine self shine through and when I say my authentic divine self it's literally giving myself the space and time to do things I love and filling my life filling my space filling my orbit with um intentionality and with love and caring for myself and again like focusing on the things that I enjoy the things I find interesting and with this it will bring abundance in my life and I can do more of the things I enjoy so that is actually the journey I'm on but oh la la like I am learning as I go um, and I am encouraging people to kind of listen in and hopefully if they can resonate with what I'm saying, if they can relate with what I'm saying, then hopefully they can take away from what I'm saying as well um, or add to what I'm saying. So it's not just me giving you nuggets of my life. It's me hoping that you can share with me what's going on with you as well. But yes, um, <laughs> the very uh, recent question that's been kind of not necessarily troubling my mind or plaguing. I was going to say plaguing my mind, but it's definitely been there um, the last couple of weeks is, am I my own enemy of progress? Because, oh my God, guys, it's so interesting, right? Because um, some of you may know, because I've mentioned in the past, I used to have a coaching business because I'm a qualified transformational coach, right? And I'd set up a business and the emphasis of um, my focus back then and the course I was creating and my one-on-one -on -one clients was um, helping women basically attract um, a healthy, happy, loving relationship. So that was the focus of um, my one-on-one -on -one sessions and my group sessions. And I created like a whole program where it was like, follow this and you will attract the relationship you want. But the interesting part is that um, 
a lot of times when I'd speak to these women, I would wonder, like, these women sound amazing. Like, it really shouldn't be that hard for them to attract a relationship. Uh, and I can't remember if I had had this realisation back then as well and if I'd shared this with my clients. But ultimately, one thing I did notice is that a lot of people, for example, in relationships, and the reason I'm talking about relationships because I'm finding this applies to like other areas of my life as well. Um, but the example I'm using is that people wanting to attract a relationship, they're so focused on attracting this healthy relationship they don't actually think about okay so what happens after right okay this is the type of relationship i want this is the type of relationship i'm manifesting but what happens after um do we actually think about the investment that has to go into that relationship the time the dedication the dedication the commitment um the self-love uh because a lot of the coaching i used to do back then with the women was helping them embrace self-acceptance um self-reflection self-love growth and helping them understand it's okay to make mistakes and basically just explore and understand themselves and use that as the foundation to create this um amazing relationship but it's interesting to me because the women i come across um a lot of them where's although they felt like they weren't ready for the relationship because they hadn't actually seen the physical being in front of them for me they were ready for the relationship but I don't think and even now I'm like I feel like an additional layer that I should have been coaching them on is okay so what happens after you have the relationship and the reason I say is now with my journey and wanting to create a very fulfilling career I'm understanding that uh, I've sat with the universe. I've said, this is what I've want. I've sat with myself. I've said, this is the goal. This is my aspiration. And these are the steps I'm going to take to get there. Right. And I'm like, well and good. (laughs) I can start having the life I want. Um, But guess what? (laughs) I mean, I'm laughing, but that's just to make it lighthearted because I really had to do a lot of self-reflection and I was like, oh my God, like, am I actually my own worst enemy of progress? Spoiler alert, I found out that I am. (laughs) I genuinely am. Because it's interesting, I think I'd mentioned this in the last episode um, where I was saying in a book, I believe it may have been in the four agreements. Now I'm like mixing up my books one of the books I read recently when I talk about it it will come to my mind but essentially the quote was along the lines of um self-discipline being like a pure form of love we can give ourselves and that is really hitting home right now because I'm realizing that um a lot of times one of my biggest blockers was that I would focus all this energy and I would invest all this time into researching what I want, into deciding what I want, into saying, yes, this is the road I'm going to go down. This is a path I'm going to go down. But I never stopped to appreciate um, the constant effort and the constant dedication it would take. And this is um, going back to the point I was discussing in terms of consistency and how to stay consistent. And I believe I'd mentioned back then self-discipline. Um, but it's so true. But outside of self-discipline, I think that's definitely crucial. And that's one way of loving yourself, having the self-discipline to wake up every day, to carry on with your dreams, to carry on with your aspirations. But what else I'm realizing is, um, honestly, the mind. I'm always so amazed by the human mind. I think the human mind is just like so powerful and beyond my comprehension. But it's so fascinating to me how like your mind can be your biggest um, fan and it can also be your biggest critic. I mean, I feel like you can all relate to this on some level, Uh, but my recent challenge has been replacing old unhelpful habits with the new ones and although you might think to yourself okay like I always use swimming as an example because I've taken up swimming of course I love swimming but um that 
effort it takes me to wake up um, every day and be like, well, not every day, I don't go swimming every day, but on the days I am going to swim, the effort it takes me to even like get dressed, get in the car, drive to the swimming pool, get in the swimming pool, then get changed, like even like listing it out, um, it's exactly what goes on in my mind when I'm about to do any activity. Um, and in actually this new book I'm reading, which I had mentioned, The Confidence Gap, it talks about how your mind is, I think it calls it um, an excuse generator or something like that. Like, <laughs> if you want to find a million and one reasons as to why you shouldn't do a task, trust me, your mind will be your best friend. It will tell you, girl, <laughs> uh, you're not that good a swimmer it's too cold outside, it's better to stay home and relax, it's like, your mind will come up like, oh, you need to practice on your breathing, what if you drown, like, Lord have mercy, like, the thoughts that, like, bombard my brain, when every time I want to do something, every time I want to make progress, and not just the excuse generation, but, well, it is the excuse generation, but I find the mind is very creative. It will not just come up with excuses, it will come up with a variety of excuses. It will go down the insecurity path, it will go down the fear path, it will go down the the um, jealousy path, where it starts to compare you with other people, it will go down the well you're not good enough it will go down the well you might as well give up and I mean now I pause and think about it I'm like wow because I know at a stage in my life I actually used to pride myself and I used to say well I'm just such a realist but actually what my brain had been doing is um I used to be back then I used to be very well I used to say good I used to be very good at predicting the outcome is what I would say and I used to say well I'm such a realist because I would always think worst case scenario but how detrimental has that been for me and but I used to take a lot of pride in it and this new book I'm on to now um I'm kind of like halfway through it I'll come on to what I feel about the book in a second but um in terms of what I'm learning from it, it does make a mention about um, one of the types of excuses your mind will come up with is like, it's the doom and gloom, um, where literally you're predicting the worst case scenario. And what the question is asking is, well, is that helpful? And I used to tell myself, well, yeah, because I was predicting the worst case scenario, because I'm a realist, right? I just know like, well, that's not going to happen. So stop it. Um, or you might as well give up because clearly your brain's right. That's not going to happen. When really what the book is saying is that um, your brain can choose to help you <laughs> or your brain can choose to um, go down a rabbit hole if you let it, essentially. And it the book is kind of trying to help you understand uh, what sort of or what sort of approach is helpful um, for your growth and for your development and what what um, areas of your thinking is actually just stopping you for whatever reason, right? It may be because of fear, for example. Um, but yes, I used to pride myself in being like Miss Doom and Gloom. Well, I actually never used to call it Doom and Gloom. I just used to be like, well, I'm such a realist, right? Um, and when I say I'm such a realist, it's kind of like, well, don't even bother starting that business because you it's not going to be a success. Don't bother what research shows it's not going to be a success. What this shows is not going to be a success. Where actually it was just my brain <laughs> coming up with excuses because I feared, um, did I deserve the success or would I even be able to get there? Or can I trust myself to get there? Because one of the things I believe I was lacking growing up is lacking discipline um but actually according to this book that's another excuse that your mind is giving you like do you actually lack self-discipline or is that just the story you've told yourself um so coming on to the confidence gap actually um 
I'm yet to decide if I want to recommend it to you because I mean if you guys have listened to my other episodes you probably remember how I was like hyping up start with why uh which is interesting because actually my current manager told me I saw he was reading the book which I was like how come he's reading this book did he like come across my podcast or something (laughs) but let's just call it coincidence even if I do tell people there's no such thing as a coincidence anyway um I saw the book start with why on his desk and I was like oh my god I've literally just finished reading that book and he's like "Mm, yeah I'm only on the first few pages but it sounded like he wasn't a fan and I was like "Mm, what does it mean he's not a fan because I remember how I was like going on and on about start with why to the point that even my sisters actually bought the book as well because I just couldn't stop talking about it anyways um moving on to the confidence gap I'm actually not sure yet if I want to recommend it to you or not because I'm still not sure how I feel about the book am I learning from the book a hundred percent um I'm I mean I'm at the point where I'm like a bit skeptical about the approach in the book um also I know I'm not really here to critique the writing style and it's actually not a critique I think it's just I'm not very familiar with the author's writing style um and it just yeah it's I'm just not very familiar with it so that I think that's why I'm like "Mm." it's I it's a bit challenging to read but in spite of me finding it challenging due to the writing style because it's just like not my typical um um style I'd resonate with but I I think actually that tells me that I am finding the book valuable because that's why I'm keeping it going because I know myself if I if if I didn't like a writing style it would actually put me off reading the whole book but the fact that I keep going even if I'm not necessarily a fan of the writing style. It's not even about being, me being a fan. Like, my opinion doesn't really matter in terms of the style of the book. But I think the fact that I'm carrying on reading it shows that there is... I am receiving valuable information from the book. That's why I carry on. But what I find about the confidence gap, in terms of the way our mind works, and essentially us being... Because, like I said, I'm finding out I am my own enemy of progress. I'm fine. I I imagine that some people listening may also realize that their own they are their own enemy of progress, and they most likely see their mind constantly generating reasons as to why they are not doing certain things. Uh, when it comes to staying consistent and when it comes to um taking yourself to the next level, not even taking yourself to the next level, like keep keeping it going (laughs) like the current level you're in keeping it going um the mind can definitely be a massive blocker the mind can I mean even like now with my podcast and journey when I literally started just over a month ago um and I think so far so good but even me tell my mind telling me oh but you don't yet have um lots of listens when actually in reality, I did my, I um, I didn't even do a search. It's not like I looked it up, but I was on like the podcast uh, platform where I upload and it came up with these analytics and I was like, oh, so I clicked on it and it was showing me that on average it takes about four months for uh, new podcasters to start to see growth on their channel and I, I was actually checking their graph and my listens so far seem to be in line with the trajectory of that graph and I was like oh wow like it was actually quite nice and it was actually quite rewarding for me to see that graph um, and it did make me realize how I can be my own harsh critic in the sense of like oh but you already you don't have enough listens and in me me in the past like old or I would definitely have been like oh maybe I should just stop um but now I'm learning that I have to find other ways to measure my success and I have I have to give myself that patience and understanding that I'm just starting out it is going to take um time for things to grow but going back to the confidence gap one thing it mentions or I, I mean, if I'm going to summarise the approach in the book, it's, I believe, what the author is trying to convey is essentially um, a thought only has the power we place on it. So to him, what he says is that um, 
often in pop psychology, when I talk about pop psychology, I talk about like positive affirmations, um, positive thinking, and you can, you can create the life you want if you just like start to think more positively, um, which I know people, there's even like lots of articles that talk about like toxic positivity. So essentially my understanding of the confidence gap is, um, it's highlighting how instead of just like trying to fix and I put that in like inverted commas like thinking you can fix your negative thoughts by just like plastering positive thoughts over it it's not going to do you any good and also there's the recommendations typically that okay challenge your uh, negative thoughts and go oh if your mind is for example telling you uh, you're a failure you challenge it like going but what if I can be successful but what if I'm not a failure uh so that's the like typical standard advice when it comes to pop psychology as to um how can you combat negative thoughts but what the confidence gap is saying is that these are a waste of time Uh, and I think this is where I was like getting skeptical with the book because at first when it was explaining it to me I was like well this just sounds like just challenging your negative thoughts but I suppose now the more I read the book the more I understand that what he's saying the author I actually can't remember the author's name I need to check I believe it's a he oh my god am I just making an assumption yes it is a he He's, I'm like looking over at the book. His name's Ross Harris. So yes, it's a man. I didn't make that assumption. Um, but what the author Ross is saying is that, or at least the way I'm understanding it, is that your thought is only powerful if you allow yourself fuse. So he talks about fusion and diffusion. So I'll give an example to explain. So for example, if my thoughts telling me, oh, well, this podcast is going to fail. He says there's like few options, right? So there's a typical option where um, I give myself positive affirmations like this podcast will, will be successful. This podcast will be successful to try and mitigate that thought of this podcast will fail. There's the other one of like challenging it, like what if it's a success? But what I'm hearing from the book is that what Ross is telling us is, well, there's another alternative. And he talks about, um, I think it's, so there's like three steps um, as one of like the helpful tips to addressing negative thoughts. I think it's notice it, uh, name it, then neutralize it, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly. And what this means is, so there's that thought, this podcast is going to fail, right? my mind has presented that thought to me um his suggestion is I first notice it is that okay um I notice I'm having a thought that this podcast will fail and then I name it I'm like okay so what is that that's um miss doom and gloom so he suggests like naming your thoughts by the way so I'm like okay here goes miss gloom and miss doom and gloom or oh here goes that failure story again type of thing and then um neutralize it so he gives other examples of trying to neutralize it so for example one I actually found quite um I actually quite liked was that he was like you sing that thought um in like for example the example he gave is like the happy birthday tune so again it's like I I <laughs> I noticed the thought that this podcast will fail I noticed the thought that this podcast will fail <laughs> and actually it, it sounds ridiculous doing it out loud but I actually want you to try it because you notice that when you sing it in a song I mean what I do is I actually start smiling and dancing when I'm singing the song so it helps neutralize the thought there's other like ways of like other tips but you pick which one works for you and he also then talks about mindfulness and all of that um but essentially (laughs) sorry I'm still laughing about the song I just sang the tune I just sang but what he was saying is like I think I think he's trying to help us understand the essentially 
Um, a thought is only harmful to you if you latch onto it and if you dwell on it. So again, going back to the example, this podcast is going to fail. It will only, it will, if I dwell on that thought and I latch onto it, it will impact my performance when it comes to recording. It will impact my consistency when it comes to posting. It will impact me talking about it to other people, i.e. growing, um, growing my channel because then I'm like, okay, or I then might fall into like the perfectionist trap. Oh, this episode is not good enough. I need to re-record. I'm, I need to re-record and I'm going to exhaust myself. But essentially what he's saying is that you can take the power away from your negative thought, from your self-doubt, from insecurity, whatever you want to call it. Um, if you can remove yourself from the um, thinking and realize it literally is just what it is. It's exactly what it is, a thought. And what are thoughts? Our thoughts are essentially words or images, right? If you, someone who's very visual and I start to talk to you about um, being by the seaside, being by the beach and describing the beach, if you're visual and probably if you close your eyes, it'll be even better. You probably can start to see the seaside. So that's a thought. Um, if you're someone who's less visual, you may hear the sound of the ocean or you may just even see the word, if you close your eyes, you may see the word water or something like that. But essentially, he was saying, instead of like, or what I'm understanding Ross is telling us is instead of differentiating between good and bad, right or wrong, when it comes to your thoughts, um, to help neutralize the power that a negative thought can give you is having that recognition that, it is just a thought at the end of the day. So your mind telling you or my mind telling me this podcast can fail. Um, it's like, okay, thank you, mind. <laughs> Moving on <laughs> type of thing. It's like, okay, cool. I've heard you. Okay, now how about um, I commit to still take the action to finish recording this episode? Um, so I found that very interesting. I mean, if you're... Okay, I said I know. I said I, I'm not. I'm yet to recommend it. I am still yet to recommend it. But maybe you have read it. I'm curious to know what other people um, think about it if they have read it. Um, but I find it interesting. And then there's there's more the book talks about, um, which I'll tell you about in a second. But before we get onto it, I'm actually really, 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 really super, super excited to actually have the moment to even be able to mention this to you but so anyone who's familiar with podcasting and like setting yourself as a podcaster or creating any kind of um, growth out of your podcast maybe we're aware of something um, called affiliate marketing guys can you believe like I know I'm like a mini mini I know there's like micro they're called micro creators but I'm like even tinier than a micro creator so it blows my mind I'm able I'm even in, in the space to have this opportunity but I feel so fortunate to have within my circle and when I talk about my circle like I'm in the circle can't get any close as to how it um as to what it is now but basically without further ado I um, had a conversation with my girlfriend so fun fact my girlfriend is an aroma aromatherapist and she had created her own um essential oil brand called Terami um yes I am biased because she's my girlfriend and she's an amazing human but I have also firsthand tried the essential oils and they are, honestly, when it comes to the quality, like I'm someone, even before I even met my girlfriend, I always use oil burners. I always use essential oils um, and nothing can beat the quality of Terami essential oils. Um, she's got a company. It's still a very small company. I mean, talk about small business owner. It's literally just her um, behind the whole, um, what's the called, behind the whole uh, function at the moment, but behind the whole operation, that's what I was going to say. Uh, but she's got three essential oils. She's got lemongrass, tea tree and lavender. Um, people who have been listening to me will know that I do burn essential oils um, 
before my podcast and this was this was a habit I had before I even um started podcasting like when I would work from home I'd just burn essential oils um right now I do have the tea tree and lavender mix but I use all three of them so typically I I, I use them in isolation as well lemongrass I always use to keep me concentrated, keep me focused. But today, because I was already feeling like focused, um, and plus also, like I said, I feel like I'm addicted to the teacher and lavender mix, but I use tea tea and lavender. But there are some days where I'm literally just lacking motivation at work. Um, so I would use the lemongrass and that I, I genuinely feel that helps me more, uh, feel more concentrated and it helps me focus more on my activities. And then the lavender, we normally use that to unwind in the evening. Um before bedtime or just when we've got back from work while I'm cooking I'd like put lavender on in the living room and turn on the mute turn on some music so it's just like a nice unwind zone um also in the bedroom just before we go to bed we use lavender and then the tea tree I find tea tree is very good when you're cleaning so um if you like mopping the floors for example you can add drops of tea tree out to the water to help clean it and it just makes the place smell fresh also I love to put on tea tree on the um oil burner just after cleaning the house because I feel like it makes the house just smell super clean and then as you all know I always mention the combination of tea tree and lavender that was a recommendation by my girlfriend who like I said is a certified aromatherapist and this had come about when I told her I was having a headache it just wouldn't go away I remember it was like a very stressful day at work and I was having like back-to-back meetings and literally I had like the worst pain in my head so she suggested I combined tea tree and lavender to help the headache and I did notice on the day the headache dissipated um but I just love the mix I just I don't know I've been trying to come up with my own theory as to why it works so well I just feel like because tea tree also helps for focus if I'm not mistaken so I feel like something about the combination is like the lavender is like calming you and relaxing you while the tea tree is keeping you focused on the activity you're doing or at least that's how it makes me feel uh, so you can definitely try it out I'm going to put in a feeling oh my god I get so excited if I'm saying it out loud like I can't believe a whole me I have an affiliate link um number one but number two it's like in support of a business of someone I love um because I love who she is as a person but also it supports the values and it's it supports the purpose of this podcast right it's like encouraging myself and in doing so encouraging others to literally have an effortless um, abundant life they're doing the things they love so she's an aromatherapist she wants to help people through aromatherapy she wants to help people relieve stress at work uh, stop burnout and literally just like all the negativity that can come into a nine-to-five that's her mission for her company so I feel so honored that I can actually have an affiliate link to share with you um so I'm gonna put it bear with us because I mean we're still learning the ropes of affiliate marketing but I believe she was able to create a code and I'm gonna add that code so you can click on the link um to take you to the website and check it out um there is an offer if you buy the the three oils together so you can buy the oils individually or you can buy them as a three uh I was about to say as a three as a, you know what I was about to say you can buy as a uh, yeah you can buy in <laughs> in a set of three which is the lemongrass the lavender and the tea tree together and you get five pounds off if you get all three together and it's also free delivery um if you live in the UK so definitely check it out and if you get to use it then let me know what you think about the oil but yes, back to <laughs> me finding out that I am literally my own worst enemy of progress. Um, and the, so the other interesting thing I found about the confidence gap, which I have to say, even just reading the title, The Confidence Gap, I was like, I'm already confident. I don't need this book. Um, and I think clearly the um, author preempted that because one of the first things that was mentioned in the intro was like um, 
this is for people who like when you talk about confidence it's not just someone who does who lacks confidence it might be people who who have who experience fear who have insecurities um I can't remember what I was like self-judgment stuff like that like those are guises of the confidence gap as well and the confidence gap addresses things like this I was like okay interesting because if I had just seen that book or someone would have recommended it, I'd be like well I feel like I'm confident enough so uh there's no point getting this book but now I'm glad I got it <laughs> I know I still have I still haven't recommended it to you yet but I can say I'm glad I've got it um because like I said it's not just talking about what we perceive it actually also tries to pose a new way of thinking about confidence which I found which I found interesting as well but one thing he mentioned in the book is the difference between confidence the action and confidence the feeling I believe it was the way um, it was presented which I found interesting because essentially I think what the book is trying to say or what the book is trying to get us to do is instead of focusing on um or if I'm saying my goal is to be the be- best podcaster in the world, it's like, okay, cool, that's the end goal. So now instead of overwhelming yourself and getting uh, wrapped up or fused with these negative thoughts, um, how about you focus on being present in the moment and taking it one step at a time? Because Uh, one of the philosophies of the book is that if you are present in the moment if you are focused and when I talk about present at the moment um, anyone who is actually into any type of pop psychology most likely has heard the way uh, of the phrase mindfulness Um, and mindfulness is essentially just being so focused in the present moment in like so for example I'm speaking to you right now and I'm observing um myself staring at the microphone I'm looking at the shape of the microphone I'm listening to the sound of my voice I'm listening to how my voice vibrates inside my throat and like that's essentially mindfulness where you take your time to notice every single detail of whatever activity it is you're doing and you can apply mindfulness to everything and anything taking a shower brushing your teeth talking to someone like literally mindfulness can be applied to everything um and there's a interesting argument in the book where to build your confidence or to um almost eliminate your fear which can stop you progressing in certain aspects of your life um how about just focusing on the present moment because this way you're less likely to be fused with um whatever thoughts are coming up in your head so instead of um being wrapped up in the thought of um oh this this episode is going to be boring how about I focus on being engaged because if I am engaged then most likely other people will be engaged do you see what I'm saying and even like it's interesting when I mentioned the word engaged I noticed I zoomed in to what I was saying and I zoomed in and I felt like I don't know if you notice it as well I felt like my voice kind of softened when I said that but that's uh, one of the recommendations. I'm yet to finish the book, but that's one of the recommendations which I found interesting. And another thing I found helpful from the book, I mean, I'll keep you updated on <laughs> if there's further findings and if if they are helping me in my journey and I will share it with you. You know, I'm always sharing with you. But so there's the awareness of the task. So that helps you. Uh, mitigate getting in your own way and helps you mitigate those negative thoughts that can come up but I think a biggie that I've spotted in the book is the book mentions um, essentially asking yourself when the thought comes into your head asking yourself is this thought helpful towards the goal I want to achieve so Let's go back to my previous example. This podcast is going to fail. 
there's the part where my brain may be asking that and if my brain is actually being helpful and my brain is wanting to be um, supportive of me and productive, productive of my actions, although it's like observe your thinking process, right? So when I've said, if if my mind just says this podcast is going to fail and it stops there, like this podcast is going to fail full stop, that's just um, the good old judgment coming in, right? Because part of my insecurity and part of um what holds me back is I'm a very harsh critic of myself and I use that as an excuse to stop me doing the things I want so if I've had a thought and it's purely this podcast is going to fail that's not that's not helpful so essentially what Russ says is like almost question the value of that thought if it's just a judgmental thought how helpful is that thought which saying it out loud, it feels like, well, that feels very obvious. Like, of course, you should question out how helpful is your way of thinking to achieving the goal you want to achieve. But I don't think I've ever thought about it that way. I've tried to challenge it with the typical cliche um, recommendations in positive psychology, where it talks about like challenge your negative thoughts. But I think this is a new one. Like, it's definitely the first I've heard of it. Like, instead of challenging your thought, which again, like when I first started, I was like, isn't that the same as challenging? But I, 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 I think it is a new perspective. I feel it's a new perspective hearing how useful is that thought. So again, we're re- rehashed my example of this podcast is going to fail. It's like, okay, mind. And if it's ended there, I mean, what more can I say to my mind apart from okay, mind or thank you, mind? thanks for your commentary mind (laughs) but if my but that so that's the one hand but on the other hand if my mind had said like this podcast is gonna fail because we are yet to learn the analytics or this podcast is gonna fail because um we seem to be struggling with new topics to talk about do you see what I mean like it's that it's like that difference between like even people in your social circle it's one thing someone just like criticizing you and it's another thing someone giving you constructive feedback and it's actually now I'm saying it out loud I'm like oh I never thought about it that way but I'd be more willing to listen to a colleague or a manager who is giving me constructive feedback as opposed to someone who's just criticizing me if if I found someone was just criticizing me purely just for their own pleasure or at least the way I perceive it I most likely will get defensive shut down and not pay attention to them um and it most likely would impact my mood right but if it's like a look all right I care about you I support you. I want to see your podcast succeed. Um, And I think if it's going to be a success, maybe we need to improve on our analytical skills. Maybe we need to improve on our understanding of the analytics. That's your brain being supportive and that's your brain being helpful towards your goal. So one thing the book also suggests is basically asking yourself when you get thoughts, um, is this in alignment? Is this taking me down the road of the goal I want to accomplish? So I asked myself, is this taking me down the road of um, having a successful podcast? If you go back to the judgmental one-liner, no, it's not. It's literally just a thought, right? It's literally just a commentary. The brain being busy and just giving the brain being a busybody, my brain being a busybody and just giving a commentary. But if it's the other, the latter, where my brain is like, okay, all right, I think um, to grow your podcast even further, let's learn some analytics. Then it's like, okay, actually, this is in line with the life I want. This is helping me towards the goal I want to achieve. So let me look into it. And then that's when your brain is being more... um, what's it called solutions oriented as opposed to just criticizing you where of course that's not what you want right you don't want just that self-criticism which you can find is then like stifling your growth and it's really um 
what you're doing is creating excuses and what you're doing is stopping your own progression, stopping your own success and literally being your own enemy and being your own. And that's the thing, like, again, like I said, the mind is so powerful, but we're so powerful ourselves as as people where if you're looking for support, you are your own best support system. I mean, even take me, for example, One of the things I started setting in my milestones, because I would have mentioned about um, setting yourself milestones. One thing I've I've started setting myself as my milestone is getting myself. And this is the thing, guys, I can't even get myself to listen to my podcast weekly when really in before in the past, I said to myself, I was going to listen to every episode and ask myself if I was being vulnerable, if I was being open. But Guys, I couldn't even get, like, I had to set myself a milestone. Um, and now I've done it as a monthly. So I'm like, listen to at least one episode um, each month. So I've started doing that. But I was like, at the start of my podcasting, I was like, it's so cringe. Why would I listen to my voice? I don't want to hear my voice and I don't want to. But when I finally got around to doing it, it's in, I mean, <laughs> Maybe someone can explain this to me. Maybe there's a law out there to explain it, right? Um, But I noticed that every time I listen to my own podcast, I get an additional listen or two from random strangers. But when I don't listen to my podcast, um, the plays are zero. Like, I mean, if someone can explain that to me, definitely explain it to me, but... um, it's definitely an encouragement, but I've actually started listening to my podcast episodes. So far, I've listened to two, uh, which I'm actually quite proud of. I am going to listen to one because May's coming. May's May's happened by the time you've heard. Listen to this. May's happened, um, but I've set myself a goal of listening to one podcast a month because um, talking about being my own enemy of progress, I couldn't even listen to my own episodes because I was like, I don't want to hear the sound of my own voice. But I'm like, how can I? ask others to listen or how can I anticipate others will listen to these episodes when even I don't want to listen to it uh but I had to decipher that I had to understand what was stopping me and it's not that I'm it's not I'm cringe at the things I'm saying it's that I just didn't want to listen to the sound of my own voice because I'm sure somewhere along the way I've told myself that my voice sounds a certain way but um <laughs> if I can give myself a moment um I, I I feel like I can say I'm like can I say this but I can say this I have listened to a couple of episodes and I enjoyed listening to it like I'm like oh I I, <laughs> I found myself like laughing along to like my own I found myself like laughing along to my own jokes and like, oh, funny. Like it felt like listening to someone else talking about something. And and again, it's like even if I was the one who recorded the episode, like I found when I was on the side of being a listener, I'm like, oh wow, yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. But this is me listening to like past me. <laughs> it's like present me listening to past me and going, that's so true. <laughs> but yeah so um that was something that was a learning curve for me and I've now faced it and my voice I mean if I just let let myself be my own enemy let my mind trap me and let my mind fuse me into that thought of oh I don't want to listen to my voice my voice is so cringe my voice is so cringe I wouldn't have listened to my podcast and I think part of being able to replay my episode is to um assess and understand and like know what I can do differently um know what was good about it as well as listening to feedback from other people I should be listening or at least giving my own um view on my progression so that was actually a big deal for me being able to listen to my episodes and I'm glad I did it and it's um funny because well funny not funny but genuinely the negative thought I had of my voice is cringe like it was you know those thoughts that like you feel it in your stomach like I could feel it in the pit of my stomach and it was like this 
strong resistance like oh my god I can't listen to myself I can't listen to myself but guess what I listened to myself and I kind of enjoyed it like (laughs) nothing happened and I think that's what this book is also trying to like let us understand the a lot of times your negative thought are just a thought and just because you you're thinking about it doesn't mean it has to happen right just because I my mind managed to convince me for a few moments that my voice is cringe doesn't mean my voice is necessarily cringe and yeah some people may find my voice cringe I may have found my voice cringe at some point but I don't find it cringe anymore um but also cringe or not like my mind was managing to tell me back then that wasn't taken away from what I was sharing it wasn't taken away from um the vulnerability I was showing the the openness I was showing and I I've believed that in spite of what I thought about my voice and in spite of what others may think about when they hear my voice um I would imagine that the message being shared will be more powerful enough for them to focus on that essentially um but yeah hopefully guys also I mean I've just I'm conscious of the time this I could talk about this for ages to be honest but a couple of other things I was also noticing in terms of like stopping myself being my own enemy of progress is I mean this is the best way to change anything you want right just incorporating old habits with new habits um because I, I found myself doing little things like mindlessly scrolling on my phone um so I'm now replacing that so like I mentioned earlier with the wind down zone I do every evening I try and light candles I put on some essential oil put some music on in the background and I actually do that. I manage to do that on most nights. I don't really do it on weekends because I suppose I feel like I need it more during the week after like a long day at work. But I do my best to maintain that. Um, I've stopped list- I've stopped using my phone after 7pm. No social media after 7pm. I call it the, mo- the wind down zone. Um, and I replace it instead with like meaningful conversations with my girlfriend or some nights I go out and go see friends. Um, so it's literally just like, instead of letting the, um, negative thoughts kind of consume me, I'm like, take it one step at a time, like not overthink it. And that's all part of like learning to live in the moment, isn't it? Because let's be honest, if we're true if we're truly living in them if we are truly living in the moment it makes it easier for us for us to understand that our thoughts either negative or negative or positive I mean these really are just labels we place on them but what actually matters the most in that moment is whatever you're doing in that moment and if you allow yourself to fully engage in whatever activity um your brain's actually more quiet, right? Because you're concentrated. Your brain's only like bombarded with lots of um, extra thoughts if you're not concentrated. And for you to actually do a task well, guess what? (laughs) You should be focusing all your energy on it. And if you're focusing all your energy on it, you're less likely to be surrounded by constant questioning in your brain be it right or wrong good or bad uh positive or negative if you resonated with this episode i want you to share it with someone you know will appreciate some emotional and mental stimulation ultimately the aim is to get connected in our vulnerable space where guess what it's okay to ask questions plus take inspired steps to allow us have the life we want by doing the things we love Before I leave, I want to challenge you to do something you are passionate about within now and the next time I get to speak to you. And on that note, Oralua signing out with so much love. Take care, guys.